So there was a lot of things that I couldn't do and it didn't make sense to me then that that was why. So now that I have a lot more strength and a lot more agility and a lot more cardiovascular fitness, I just really love the way that it makes me feel like I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I want to be able to pass on to other people, no matter where they are along their journey. Welcome to episode 13 of the Level Up with Katie B podcast. Today, I am chatting with an absolute powerhouse of a human, Beth McKellar, who is an incredibly multi-talented woman and has had to master the art of balance as a way to ensure she maintains her sanity and physical well-being in amongst an incredibly busy schedule. Beth is a Les Mills group fitness instructor, a personal trainer, and a mum to two kiddos, all of which keep her on her toes and mean that she has to be a little bit crafty, (laughs) a little bit crafty about how she fits in time to look after herself. Beth's stories about her life as a fitness instructor and the way she's navigated her own health and wellness journey reminded me of the way I see people engage with their ability to achieve the previously unachievable. The stories we tell ourselves, the limitations we put on ourselves, and how usually in reality there's a super simple key that will unlock something you didn't even know you had within you. Beth shares her key to achieving long-lasting sustainable success and how once you find that key, before you know it, you're stepping into a whole new level of badassery and wondering, where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to drop you a little reminder that we are only three days out from the two-day in-person soul immersion in Perth, Western Australia. Myself and leading tarot therapist and founder of the International Center for Tarot Therapy, Marina Lovas, will be guiding you on two days of immersive workshops where you'll gain a deeper understanding of what's in store for you over the year ahead and be armed with the tools to best navigate those experiences and harness your unique energetic power to take control and manifest your dreams. It's going to be a rich, life-giving trip into unearthing the mysteries of your psychic landscape and discovering the secrets that the Mythic Tarot, 12 Houses of Astrology, and Human Design offer. It doesn't matter what your current level of experience with tarot, astrology, or human design is, you're going to develop a whole new style of reading that you can use to maximize your unique energies and manifest with ease. By the end of the retreat, you're going to have a clear roadmap for the year ahead and the tools you need to navigate any challenges that arise. So don't miss this unique opportunity to tap into the wisdom of the astrological wheel and take control of your destiny. We are only three days out and honestly, spots are so limited at this point. So check out the link in the caption for more details. The retreat is running on the 27th and 28th of May, 2023 in Perth, Western Australia. So grab some friends, rally the troops, treat yourself. These types of events are so fucking rare these days. And to be honest, you've never seen one like this before anyway. It is a soul journey unlike anything you've ever seen before. There's a link in the show notes to find out more. 
All right, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome, Beth, to the Level Up with KDB podcast. I am super grateful that you said yes to coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us, not just because you're amazing, but it's kind of weird. We see each other multiple times a week. You're like a massive part of my life, but we don't really know each other. (laughs) So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to know you better and understanding more about what makes you so talented and incredible at what you do. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. So Beth, the reason we spend so much time together, but don't really know each other is because (laughs) you are one of my favorite group fitness instructors at the gym I go to. So I am a group fitness addict and you are kind of the facilitator of my addiction. (laughs) So how long have you been a group fitness instructor for? It's been five years now and it's flown by. Five years. I was trying to figure out how many different types of group fitness you actually take. And I counted, Mm -hmm. so you take body pump, reformer Pilates, body attack and body balance. Is there anything that I'm missing? Yeah, I also teach um, Les Mills Core, which is not offered um, at the gym that we are familiar with. Um, So I teach that elsewhere and I teach Matt Pilates and also Metafit as well. Holy shit. And you're a personal trainer as well, right? Yes, I am now. (laughs) So As if I didn't have enough going on already, I decided to add that to the repertoire. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering, like, how, what was the sort of beginning of your becoming a group fitness instructor? Probably something that a lot of people might even relate to is that I was just attending the facilities myself after I had my first child. Um, And I was there at least three times a week doing the classes myself. And I thought, I should get paid for this instead of paying for it. (laughs) Um, And that would just be such a great use of my time Um, and something that I would enjoy and something that I can do with a baby. So that was just a fleeting thought for at least a year. And then I, I just had to dive in in the end and I signed myself up for body pump training. That was the first one that I did, my true love. And, um, yeah, and I think I taught that on its own for at least a year, just body pump only. And it was in such high demand. I think at one point I was teaching 10, I could, I could have done a 10 and 12 classes a week of only body pump. And I got to the point where my body was saying no. And my brain was saying, this is not, you know, this is not a long-term, um, it's not sustainable. Yes, for you exactly. To keep doing that. Yeah. I can't maintain this. And so I started looking at other things. Um, and that's when I added on. I went into body attack after that, adding a bit of cardio and then just on and on from there. And here we are five years later, and I've got, you know, a whole pocket full of things. Yeah. Well, I feel like you are very naturally gifted at guiding, supporting, encouraging a group of people (laughs) to like push their limits and also encourage them to like enjoy it as well, right? Because gym life can be, it's quite confronting for a lot of people. Mm. I think. And when in the early days, 
how has health and fitness sort of played such a huge role in your life before you became a fitness instructor? Did it? And then I wanted to know as well if that's kind of impacted the way that you show up and support the crew that come and join you for group fitness. Yeah, definitely. That's actually something that um, members do ask sometimes if I was quite athletic growing up and the answer is that I was absolutely not <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> that's what's led me here is that I um I did have a poor relationship with um fitness um with food as well because that does come into play um along the journey mm. but uh the most exercise that I ever did growing up was playing netball and I really enjoyed being part of a team but I was never very good at it I wasn't terrible but I was never very good Um, and now as I've gotten older and progressed into the fitness industry I do realize it was because I didn't have the fitness behind me Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a lot of things that I couldn't do and it didn't make sense to me then that that was why. So now that I have a lot more strength and a lot more agility and a lot more cardiovascular fitness, I just really love the way that it makes me feel like I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I want to be able to pass on to other people, no matter where they are along their journey, that feeling. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that and I I think that's probably one of the biggest gifts that working out has given me as well but uh, you know conversely I have actually always been super sporty but Mm. I never really understood like you're saying the dynamics of like how cardio and strength and agility really you need to train those different parts to be able to be able to put your best foot forward when you're playing sports and so many of us don't understand that like so I mean you don't get taught that stuff when you are playing like high school sports and stuff like that but um yeah it's it's a bit of a a I would say like a portal to huge sort of personal growth and strength and it helps you tap into something like a reserves tank, I think. Like as mm. you start unlocking more strength and more fitness, it helps you tap into something that I reckon you probably most people don't even know they've got in them. And so, you know, when you talk about starting as a group fitness instructor when you were um just after you had your first child, was it just after you had your first child? Yeah, he was nearly two, actually. So for me, that feels like just after, but um, someone else might disagree. (laughs) Well, I'm just wondering if, you know, that sort of the way that it opens up new doors, like it helps you feel stronger, helps you tap into, there's a lot of mindset work around um, uh, working out as well, right? And I was wondering if that was kind of a way for you to spend time looking after yourself in many different ways after you'd had your child and whether that is kind of how you relate to people at the gym that are kind of first entering into this this adventure of fitness and and looking after their bodies. Yeah, it absolutely was because um, when I had my first child, I was a single parent um, for three years. Um, So it was self-care for me to go 
and participate in group fitness classes. Um, and I guess that does carry over, even though I'm not a single parent anymore. You still you still resonate with those feelings, and you still hold on to those connections mm-hmm. about where you've come from. So I I suppose that does translate into my relationship with offering these classes to members at the gym as well. Mm-hmm. I know you are pretty like you've built a community at our gym. There's I would say there's not one person at the gym that doesn't know who you are and <laughs> you always make such a such a beautiful effort to make people feel welcome and yeah like I said earlier very encouraging and supportive. Do you have chats with people at the gym where you know like they're doubting their ability to take part in your classes and like what do you say to people when they're like oh fuck I don't know if I can do this uh I have this this beautiful memory of a lady that came in with her daughter she probably would have been 40 in her 40s maybe older and the look on her face it was her first time in the gym and she was terrified and I did just say hello and told her what to expect and it didn't you know, that look on her face remained there the whole entire class. This was a body pump class. And then she was even shaking. She was so scared of what was to come. And then before she knew it, it was over. She, You could tell she was just so proud of herself and I was really proud of her as well just for trying something new and um, allowing herself to be vulnerable. And then she came back and she kept coming back over and over and over again. And the the best part of, of that for me was just to see how she had transformed from this terribly anxious um, and, stre- and stressed out woman that I met the first day to this confident, strong woman um, who knew exactly what she was doing, even though I know that she probably had specific goals of a lot of people come in and they want to lose weight they want to tone their bodies and and I don't know what their goals are when they come in but for me that was just such an achievement in itself to see that transformation within her and I spoke to her about that and she did resonate with that transformation as well and that's something that is just Oh, so special to me. It's my favorite part of teaching. And one of the reasons why Body Pump is my favorite program as well, because I feel like it's very inclusive for those people who are intimidated about coming along for the first time. I can't even remember what your question was anymore. Oh, but, it was oh, a, <laughs> it was about um building community and and help supporting other people to feel confident when they come in so like oh god what to expect with group fitness because to me having a supportive and and really uplifting group fitness instructor is it can be make or break for people like if you imagine going to the gym for the first time and you're perhaps you've had health issues perhaps you haven't stepped foot in a gym since you were at high school and yeah. there's all these people there and most of them probably have been going to the gym for years and you just are like oh shit I am so out of my depth here and then you see this incredible group fitness instructor on the stage and you know you the way that you communicate and I know it must be so challenging because you're talking to a group of people that often don't don't talk back to you. <laughs> um, yes. 
but but despite that, you have this ability to connect with every single person and continue to keep people engaged because I know that it must be like kind of weird to to communicate, not have the the feedback, but I hope you know how how inspiring or how much it keeps us engaged when you actually do keep up that sort of running commentary and encouragement throughout the classes. I think it's a really beautiful way that um, helps people feel relaxed and feel welcome and just know that what wherever they are at, that's totally fine. And then, you know, I was thinking as well about how these these skills, these this resilience that we learn on the gym floor is so transferable to life in general. And I know that you've got a lot, you are like the queen of juggling life and study (laughs) and work with kids and all that. And you, I wonder if your sort of journey through group fitness has helped build sort of mindset tools that support you in other aspects of your life. Yes and no. Sometimes it goes the other way really. And, um, your everyday life helps you build yourself as an instructor. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and um I think that's the way it's actually been for me. Really? More, Tell oh, yeah. I want to know more about that. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, I suppose recently I did some advanced training with Les Mills and and um that advanced training talks a lot about your hows, your your whys mm. about why why you are an, a group fitness instructor and and um, what's important to you to um, to give to your classes and they speak about how when you teach a group fitness class you should bring your personality and your life into the classroom. If you're a funny person and you make lots of jokes in everyday life and then you get up on the stage to teach your class and you're very serious, it doesn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. and that you'll be a better instructor if you let your true personality shine through when you're teaching a class. So I feel like what I what I go through in, in everyday family life and study and school and all of that sort of stuff I bring all of that with me when I teach group fitness and so that that shapes my instructor journey and not the other way around yeah well that just sounds like you're bringing your like your authenticity is like being infused into what and, you bring and that's exactly exactly what our advanced training teaches us is is who is the authentic you and why and how. Um, So I really took so much away from that. Um, And I think that it's really helped me along in lots of aspects of my life. Yeah, it's interesting because that's a huge part of what I do with the woman that I coach in my yeah. um, human design coaching. Uh, so helping female entrepreneurs thrive and achieve success with less stress. Yeah. Being almost given a permission slip to show up authentically is one of the most relieving things. Like when you watch people start realizing that 
it's okay to show up sharing their like weird and wacky stories of of their you know what goes on behind closed doors to show up you know just expressing yourself in the way that is so naturally to you when people find out that that's like the key to unlocking ease and flow and success and and also connecting with hu- other humans on a, like, yes on, on a whole new level people are like oh fuck as if it's that easy but it's the reason- so simple but it's not easy <laughs> no exactly you mm-hmm. hit the nail on the head there it's it's not always easy because you know we've got so much fear around showing parts of ourselves to our communities and especially our communities that we know but we don't really know (laughs) yeah so yeah but your authenticity definitely like comes through in spades on the stage and I have no well for me personally it's part of why I love your classes so much like there's never a dull (laughs) moment and I actually I actually really enjoy the parts of your classes where you're trying to engage with us all and like no one's giving you anything it just cracks me up because you're so consistent (laughs) I know it gets to the point where I have to order you guys to talk to me yeah (laughs) there's a lot of power that comes with that microphone though sometimes a bit too much power Totally. But I think just the way that you're persistent, it makes, you know, for me, I'm like, oh man, I've got to throw her a bone here. I've got to chat back to her because otherwise like she's, she's talking to to a brick wall. But I think yes. like, I think you'd be surprised how much it cracks people up, how how engaged <laughs> it, it keeps people. And I, I hope you understand how much of a, an, an ability you have to maintain like enthusiasm and connection inside these classes. So. Oh, well, I appreciate that because people don't often tell you to your face but that's the way they feel and um some someone told me once um and I suppose that it applies to many different aspects of life but they said um no one will ever remember what you say in your classes but they'll always remember the way that you made them feel and so that's something that I I really hold on to and it inspires me every time I get up to teach a class. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I I think that's probably a common thread for for a lot of people that are in any sort of coaching. It's yes. like you have no idea the impact that you're having on people. Like there's such a there's almost a butterfly effect from just being in, you know, that position of leading and yeah. and people will come away with stuff that you don't even realize and and it is like you said, it is nice to to hear that feedback and it, hopefully it just encourages you to keep showing up, doing your thing in, in the most Beth way possible because it <laughs> yeah. is awesome. I was wondering when you think about health and fitness just in terms of how it supports you in navigating your busy life because I know yeah. a lot of really busy women find it really hard to prioritize their physical well-being. And for me, it's been like it is the thing that keeps me going. If I don't prioritize my physical health, I turn into a mess. I was just wondering how like how maintaining your own physical health supports you in maintaining mental health and resilience when you've got so much on your plate. Look, I guess that I'll never know because I don't really get the opportunity to to find out what happens if I don't maintain my physical health yeah. at the moment. I I do notice changes in the way that I feel when I'm not active mm-hmm. um, and 
you know, it's not just physical, but definitely mentally, it takes a toll on my patience. That's the main one for me. If I'm not active, I've just got such a short fuse. Um, mm-hmm. And my my family does pay the toll for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have to make sure that if if not um, being physically active, I do make time for wellness activities, which could be even just mindfulness. Sometimes just meditation. I use an app. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me is that that self-care that, again, it goes all the way back to when I had my first child and I'm, I started to take these steps to um, put myself first um, and it's carried over now. I have had to find different ways to do that because when I exercise, a lot of the time it does feel like I'm doing it for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I need to put extra time aside to do that for me yeah so do you find it easy to like is it a non-negotiable for you to have some sort of thing for yourself that's not connected to work or the family like that is you prioritizing your own health and well-being do you find it easy to incorporate that into your life uh there's one thing in particular that I try and always make time to do and although it sounds like it's not for me, it definitely is. I go over to the Lifeblood Centre across from the gym and I'll donate blood or plasma. I try to do it at least once a month. And even though it's a donation, it is something that I do for myself because I get to spend an hour, an hour and a half in the centre lying down with no one talking to me and at the end of it we get a coffee and something to eat oh my god this is this is a gold nugget that I have never ever heard before this is like the most unique form of self-care I've ever heard absolute bliss and (laughs) you get the good feelings of you know doing something productive in that time of doing nothing for yourself (laughs) Um, I love so that that it's it's a little strange but it's my non-negotiable and it is actually hard to get there um at the moment I have a lot going on Mm -hmm. um since I finished my uh cert for in fitness so that I could take personal training clients they filled up all of my free time when I would usually go over and do that so I am finding it challenging at the moment but as long as I get there once a month I'm feeling okay with where I'm at that's amazing I am Mm. so impressed that that is one of your well it is your non-negotiable so it sounds like at the moment your life is even more jam-packed than it usually is do you have any plans to dial back a little bit to to find more balance because I think for a lot of us, it's easy for that kind of jam-packed schedule to creep in. And then before you know it, you're like legit burnt out. So do you have a plan to dial back? Is this a short-term thing? or? 
Yes, I actually, even just last week, I got to the point where I was starting to feel burnt out. So I, as a precautionary measure of getting someone else to fill in my classes just for a month so that I can um, just pull back and slow down a little bit and then review where I'm at. So that's only, I mean, out of, I do 20 classes a week and that's only (laughs) two. (laughs) That's two, but I think that's the two that cause me the most stress. Mm -hmm. So I think it will make a big difference just to um, be able to see how much difference it makes and if I'm able to continue doing them or if I need to pull back from those too. Yeah, I love that idea of just kind of being open to experimenting with dropping things off and and seeing if it helps you or, you know, because I think sometimes we can think that because we've committed to something at one time, it means that we can't let people down by changing our minds or shifting things around. But I think this idea of like freedom to drop shit when it's not supporting us and experiment with including more things that do support us is so vital to sustainable success, right? Because yes, <laughs> otherwise you just keep going and going and going and then before exactly. you, know it, you just tuck it out and and go and you can't show up for your community when you're like burnt out, right? Yeah, that's it. And I tell my kids that all the time. I have to take care of myself so that I can take care of you for you know, if they're wanting something in particular and I I need to eat lunch first or something because I'm absolutely starving. Um, so I just tell them I have to take care of myself first and then I can take care of you. And that definitely goes towards so many different aspects of life and work. So what do you do on days when you're feeling really, because, you know, like you're doing, you were doing 10 pump sessions a week at the beginning. Oh and gosh, yes. I'm, I can't believe I ever did that to be honest. <laughs> no, but even now you're doing 20 classes a week. And yes. so to put that into perspective, I do six classes a week and sometimes my body feels like it needs a bit of a break. So what do you do on those days when you're showing up and you're like, oh shit, my body is sore. I am tired or does it just not like do you this doesn't that just doesn't happen to me now I don't know what how you you must get past a certain point and um just adjust but I do remember feeling like that more so as a participant than an instructor I think just knowing that you have to show up gets you past all of that just knowing that you have to be there for for them yeah, so it's like a, it's almost like a life hack for for moving through any Absolutely. sort of physical pain. You're like, yes. I got to show up for my peeps. I just got to do yep. it. Exactly. <laughs> what about when you're feeling emotionally or energetically drained, not physically mm. drained? When you're like, oh fuck, how am I going to show up for my crew when I have got all this other shit on my plate? Do you find it easier to easy to compartmentalize? Yes, I do, and. Um, we talk about putting hats on when we teach our classes. So, for example, if I'm teaching body pump and then I go into body balance, I have to put my body balance hat on and just calm right down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just takes away from any kind of like emotional um, stress uh, that I might be feeling because as soon as I get there, I just put my body pump hat on and it's gone. Yeah, and I think that's part of, for me, some days I don't want to go to the gym, but it is such an ingrained habit that I actually don't give that thought a second chance. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I, yeah. I walk out the door before I give it room to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a lot of the time, you know, just being active is the solution. 
Totally. It's like a pattern interrupt. It is a cure for, for me anyway, it is a cure for a shitty mood. It's a cure for when I can't tap into my creativity. It's a cure for when I want to strangle my husband. Yes. Like, <laughs> I just cannot really express how important that those, those hours that I spend in the gym are for yeah. all of that. <laughs> What would be your biggest pearl of wisdom for women who are on their health and wellness journeys and trying to balance busy lives? Well, this comes from a place of um, experience, I suppose, and where I'm at in my journey. But everything in moderation, and I know you hear that and you've heard it before, uh, but if there are any extremes, in your life, it's too far, it's too much, Where whether that is too much exercise, too much alcohol, too much free time, too much busy time. Like it has to, you have to find a balance. Um, so everything in moderation, including your diet. I, I don't particularly follow any kind of diets or meal plans or anything like that because I found the place of where I'm at my most content with everything is just that moderation and that goes towards my personal life as well. So everything in moderation. Yeah, I know what you mean in terms of that being so like simple but also legit one of the biggest secrets to long-term sustainable success because yes, yeah, you just can't keep up extremes for That's any, right. any sort of time. And, you know, you mentioned uh, about your relationship with food earlier. And I, yeah. I, and I'm sure many women who are listening have been on that journey themselves. And what I can tell you from over a decade of yo-yo dieting, the mm-hmm. one thing, the one thing that has worked for me is to just fucking listen to my body. And exactly. Like- <laughs> yeah. But it takes you such a long time to get there. You have to almost go through all of the the trials and tribulations to to come to that conclusion yourself. Yeah, well, I think eventually you just realize that your body has so much wisdom and I don't know whether it is just a matter of you just simply cannot keep up extremes and you go, well, shit, I'm just going to, I'm going to try moderation. Let's see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, For me, it was kind of a natural progression. I had to because I was losing my bloody marbles. I was like obsessed with food and I thought, well, I'm wasting brain space thinking about how many calories I'm eating. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's out of control. Um, yeah, I tried paleo for a long time mm-hmm. and I did lose a, a whole lot of weight. And I thought that was just the answer forever. Mm. But it's just not sustainable. There's no sustainable diets mm. out there that won't mess you up in some kind of a way. Yeah. You know, your cholesterol or your mental health. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I think, yeah, you've definitely given some very wise words of wisdom in terms of creating sustainable success, like balance is everything and whatever you need to do to find that balance, like let yourself have it, right? Like release. I think sometimes we're a bit control freaky and want to control every aspect of our lives. But actually when you just release control a little bit and, and get into a certain type of flow, balance naturally evolves from that, do you reckon? Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's called a journey. Mm. Doesn't happen straight away. You have to um you have to f- find your way there. Totally. 
Well, Beth, thank you so much for coming and sharing your words of wisdom and telling us about your journey through life and becoming a absolutely incredible group fitness instructor. You have such an incredible impact on the community at our gym and I'm sure we are all very grateful to be able to have you cheering us on, guiding us and supporting us on our fitness journey. So thank you for that as well. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like the lucky one, to be honest. Thanks for joining Beth and I today. I have no doubt her stories have given you a fresh perspective on what self-care can look like and inspired you to start setting a goal of achieving balance rather than going to any sort of extremes to achieve your health, wellness, or any other goals you have in life. Don't forget to check out the link in the show notes to discover more about the incredible two-day in-person soul immersion that Marina and I have created for you. We have dedicated ourselves to bringing you a truly transformational experience and I know you're going to love it so I really don't want you to miss out. If you loved this episode, why not like, share, and maybe you could even leave a review. It helps more people hear the podcast and that just makes me so happy. Until next week, take care, stay safe, keep milking the shit out of life, and I'll catch you in the next episode.